The Flying Scientist, Episode 6. At the beginning of 1990, I was then well ensconced as a product manager with Philips Scientific and starting to think about going around Europe and training up some of the teams who would be selling our equipment. We had quite a heavy programme of new product releases and there was going to be quite a bit of training to do, shared between me, the relevant country manager, and the guy who was in charge of European sales, a Scotsman called Dave Scott, uh, with a very strong Glaswegian accent. We decided perhaps the best way to do this would be to take everything in a car and drive around Europe, starting with Munich and then going down through uh, Innsbruck and Austria to Italy, where there was going to be an Italian sales meeting, and then across to Spain for a similar meeting and ending up finally in Paris at the end of a week. Now, if you look at the map of Europe, that's a hell of a lot of driving. So we decided to uh, divvy that up between us. Two of us would drive any one time, and the third person would fly the sector. Looking at the logbook for 1990, we set off at the beginning of May, and on the 9th of May arrived in Luxembourg, just for a brief lunch stop and a quick uh, drop into the airport to check out the cargo lux ramps, before heading towards Stuttgart, and then eventually down to Munich, where we arrived really late at night. Munich was host to the biannual Analytica trade show, and so I was there on the Philips booth for the rest of the week, departing on the 11th of May 1990 for the whole day drive from Munich via Landsberg am Lech and down over the border into Austria to arrive in Innsbruck in the evening. When I got to Innsbruck, it was actually dark. So dark, in fact, that I had really no idea what the landscape and the scenery was going to look like as I checked into the Amger de Geldenstern guesthouse. But when I awoke the next day and pulled back the curtains, I was greeted to one of those fantastic alpine vistas with azure blue skies, mountains topped with crystal white snow, and a fabulous view over the old part of Innsbruck. Sadly, I didn't have very much time to look around because I had to set off to drive up through the Brenner Pass and then down into Italy, past Verona and right across to the Ring Road of Milan and up to Bergamo, where the sales meeting was going to take place. Arriving there in the evening for a delicious dinner with the team on the terrace overlooking the lake, I started to sample my first Italian wines, which I liked very much. But Andy Olive, the country manager, insisted that we should also sample the local grappa. I'm not a great fan of grappa, and this is my first introduction to several different types of it. I have to say it uh, certainly left a lasting impression. I don't remember very much about the rest of the evening. In the morning, we all assembled for the training session. Twelve sales guys from all over Italy had gathered in the conference room to hear Dave Scott discuss the new uh, products with them. It became obvious after about an hour that they had absolutely no idea what he was talking about. His Glaswegian accent was just completely impenetrable to them. And so poor old Andy and I had to step in and take over, which meant that we would have to do all of the presenting for the rest of the week. The uh, payoff for that was we made Dave do most of the driving. The session concluded that evening and we had another lovely dinner on the terrace before making a very early start down past Girona to the border at Vipiteno. 
We arrived at Vipitano with all of the customs documentation, because of course this was before the single European market had been created, just before 8 o'clock in the morning. The Italian guys on the customs frontier very happily stamped it and sent us across to the French side, where a doer Frenchman, literally with a Gaulois cigarette hanging out of one corner of his mouth, said non. Je mange mon petit déjeuner. I'm eating my breakfast. Vous pouvez retourner in une hour. You can come back in one hour. Well, we were on a mission. We couldn't hang around that long. But Scotty stepped in. In his previous role, he'd been handling Latin America for the company and was well used to dealing with the Latin temperament. It's okay, he said. What we'll do is we'll come back in 40 minutes. But in the meantime, we'll put the watches forward 10 minutes. So really, it's only half an hour. Well, that little scheme worked quite well. Our Frenchman had finished his breakfast and duly stamped all the documents, sending us merrily on our way to drive fully across southern France, stopping only at Salon Provence to take in some of the Magister activity from the local airbase, and then a really iconic visit to Perpignan Rivso Airport, which was littered with Caravelle and Vanguard airframes being operated and cannibalised by Europe Aeroservice. Again, I went to the security gate and asked in my best schoolboy French, can I come in and photograph the aeroplanes? No, you have to go and get permission from the office. Well, where is the office? I asked. Well, it's over right over there, past all of those aeroplanes, he says. So off I go, armed with the camera, of course, walking past all these fabulous old airliners which are stacked up, taking pictures as I go, Finally reached the office, only to be told, no, you can't take pictures, you'll have to go back to the gate. So, of course, I went down the other side and photographed all the others. How typically French of them. We finally arrived in Barcelona, just in time for a very nice supper with the Spanish team at about seven o'clock. We then decamped out onto the Ramblas for drinks later on. And that was my first visit to Barcelona, a city I've visited many times since, and which is very, very nice. One of my favourites in Europe. Not just because of the climate, but also the wonderful food and the extremely friendly people. We'd driven 980 kilometres that day from Bergamo all the way through to Barcelona. So it was my turn to fly the next day from Barcelona up to Paris, while the other two had the unenviable task of driving. That meant I got into Paris with plenty of time for photography at Orly Airport, before I had to get to the hotel in the evening. The session in the French office in Argentoy took place the next day and went very well with both Andy and I able to speak French with our colleagues. I also bumped into the service manager's daughter who was having her 18th birth in the company restaurant. That was Sandrine Laval, a young lady with whom I was to become extremely familiar over the next couple of years. I believe she ended up working for Air Canada in Montreal with her own family and probably grandchildren by now. Andy and I drove back from Paris on the 18th of May 1990, pausing only for a quick tour around the service areas at Charles de Gaulle Airport and again some top photography spots. We crossed over that evening and got back to Cambridge late, tired but very satisfied with our week away. The logbook shows that I spent the summer of 1990 travelling all around the UK and there are entries for Norwich, Bagby, Mildenhall, Bournemouth, Cambridge, Linton-on-Ouse, Mildenhall again, uh, Southampton, Luton, even RAF Halton just outside Aylesbury. 
Uh, I was obviously getting around a little bit. But it was to be September of that year when my old college friend, Gus Chandler, called me and said, do you fancy taking the car to Europe? I was thinking we might go to Berlin. That, of course, became a major expedition and we'll have to wait for the next episode.